welcome back to another interview for the Ruby Dev Summit. I'm Charles Maxwood, and I am here talking to Amanda Perino. Amanda is the director. Is that your title at the Ruby on Rails Foundation? So, yeah, exciting stuff. Um, You're probably one of the only non-programmers that I'm interviewing, so it'll be interesting to get your take. Um, I'm, I'm curious to see what you think of the community in general, and then yeah, uh, see where things are headed from your point of view. Um, But I'm going to start with the question I've asked everybody else, and that is, what is the future of Ruby? Yeah, I think the future looks pretty bright. It's been around for a long time. Rails has been Mm -hmm. around for a long time. And I I don't know about you, but it seems like there's a renewed energy. And Mm -hmm. mind you, I've stepped into both the Ruby and the Rails community in June of 2022. So I'm new. So I don't have a very long data set to go by. But Uh even compare, even in that short timeline, it feels like people are talking more positively about both Ruby and Rails. Right. Yeah, I I definitely feel that. I think think Rails World did a lot for that as far as Rails goes, because people saw, oh, wait, there's new stuff coming. There's, you know, there's innovation coming forward. And then uh, David posted his tweet about Rails 8, you know, and bringing in all of these kind of web native features. And yeah, between those people are going, oh, okay, this will actually do the thing I want it to do. Yeah, exactly. So so what do you see coming down the pipe? What are, what are people excited about as you talk to them in the Ruby on Rails community? I think actually everything that was announced, all the additional 37 signals frameworks that happened, the Hotwire, uh, Turbo, Uh Strata, I think those were, Strata in particularly, people were waiting a long time for, and they kind of thought it was never coming, at least when I started. Um, So to actually have that out and about, I think was really exciting. And to have the front end component of the back end is something that Mm -hmm. people talked about a lot, because now it all kind of is possible with just one person can do a lot. Yep, absolutely. And that's another thing that I keep hearing from people as I interview them is a lot of people are talking about that idea of the one person framework and and where that can take people. Yeah. So it's, Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say it's really interesting how we have kind of two things that we're always trying to talk about and they they sound like they're conflicting. Like we talk about the one person mm-hmm. framework, you alone can do so much like whip right. up an MVP easily. And then we mm-hmm. talk about Rails scaling. And that's really to to counteract this this argument that we keep seeing. I'm not even right. going to say the name of it, but Rails does scale. So it's, <laughs> it's interesting that it sounds like these are two conflicting statements. You can do it alone, but you can scale up with it. When actually, I think one is a precursor to the other. You can start alone, and then you can go all the way up to Shopify and right. IPO and scale. Hello world to IPO. So it's that full kind of story that Rails can encompass. Yeah, and and that's a big piece of it too, right? Is um, as I've as I've talked to people, a lot of people who kind of have that dream of starting something. It's the one person framework part, but then yeah, they look at the Shopify or uh, Twitter before they switch technologies, or um, you know some of the other bigger. You know, I mean, even Basecamp, Airbnb, yeah, Airbnb, yeah. And so they look at it and they go, oh, so once I go beyond what makes sense for one person, there's still plenty there for me. Yeah. And that's kind of one of the, one of the things I'd like to talk about more in Rails World in Toronto, like one of the themes that we're Uh going to touch on, because it would be, sorry about the dog. That's all good. It would be amazing if 
someone were to Google, for instance, um, does Rails scale and hit with some Rails world content, one or two videos showing the use case of yes, it's scaling and fresh content. So 2024 video, right. how Rails is scaling in detail. So that's kind of one of the things I'd like to get out of Rails World 2024. So that'll be one of the themes when we launch the CFP next week. Oh, awesome. You're launching it next week? Yeah. <laughs> Something for my to-do list to do this next <laughs> yeah, week. Add it there. Bookmark that. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm also just gonna put it out there for folks. Um, we're releasing these videos the second week of February. Okay. Uh, so the CFP should probably still be open, but when she says tomorrow, it means it's already been opened. So. Yeah. yeah, it'll be open a week at that point. And until March 21st, that's another date to okay. keep in mind. All right, sounds good. Yeah, I'm super excited for Rails World in Toronto. In fact, let, let's kind of talk about that for a minute because uh, you said you're kind of new to the Ruby community as far as like being around for a year and a half, give or take. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, when I got started in Ruby on Rails, it was back in what, 2006, 2007? Oof. And there, there were... There were conferences all over the place, right? There yeah. were these regional conferences, and then you had like RubyConf and RailsConf, and uh, you know there were a handful of them in Europe. And so, um, yeah, I mean, how, how do you see that starting to come back? I mean, I've seen a few startups since then, like Blue Ridge Ruby, but yeah, yeah where do you see the conferencing going? I think if we're talking about a litmus test for the health of the community. We have, if you include uh, this coming weekend, so it'll be passed by the time this goes live, uh -huh. the Ruby Dev Room at Fosdem in Brussels. If you uh -huh. include that, there's 21 places around the world, four continents that we have Ruby conferences happening. You can oh, literally wow. travel around the world and like Ruby your heart out 24 seven, 365. So if this is a litmus test, I'm not really sure what the number would have been back in the day. I didn't scroll that mm -hmm. far on like Ruby conferences. But I think this is a really good indication of a healthy, lively community that has a lot to say and has a lot of space. And this alone, this amplifying and talking about Ruby and talking about Rails is only going to do good for the community. So I think right. it's fantastic to see so much out there. Yeah, it, 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 I, I can't tell you how exciting it is just to, to see it all kind of coming back. I mean, it's different, but the energy's there and, and that's really exciting yeah and there's kind of something for every level like there's mm -hmm. there's i think blue ridge i can't remember what the number but that's like a, a slightly smaller size since yeah, it's a smaller, one. Even smaller then you can mm -hmm. go up to like what we're trying to achieve with a thousand people and then i think yuruku this year he wants to go for 700 and then there's also right. on top of that there's all these meetups popping up around the mm -hmm. world. Either meet popping up again or popping up for the first time. Toronto has uh, a Ruby and a Rails meetup. Mexico, I heard from the Baltic states. So there's really a lot going on. It's a, it's a yeah. very uh, it's a very chatty community. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think a lot of the the coming back or just starting new meetups. A lot of that went away during COVID, and so. Yeah, I mean, across the board, whatever industry yeah. you're in, events yep. suffered. But people are finally getting comfortable being around each other again. And that's really, really nice. And I think it kind of, like a like a slingshot, people are back at mm -hmm. it because they miss that connection. It's really oh, important, yeah. I think, that like that face-to-face -face when we're next to each other mm -hmm. in, in a hall having a beer or a bite to eat or watching a lecture or a lecture, a talk. 
like these kind of human connections are important. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, I can tell you that uh, it was a big part of how I got things going at, early in my career. And um, yeah, the, the local meetup group here has kind of fits and starts tried to start pulling things together again and just hasn't. And uh, yeah, it I, I really miss it. I miss connecting with people that way. So yeah, it's, I think it's a little harder, even uh, the smaller meetups. You think it's like it's in your backyard. It should be the easiest. But really what you're constantly going to have to look for is the fresh talks and within mm -hmm. the same small circle. So it's a little more challenging than a big event where we're asking people to come from far and right. give a talk. Yep, absolutely. Um, I'm just trying to think through some of the things that are kind of moving along in the community. And we've talked about. Um, conferences and meetups one other thing that you all did at uh rails world that uh and i don't know if it was tom that instigated this or if you guys talked to i don't know but it was it was having the podcasters there and it seems like there's plenty of content out there for rubius these days as well yeah yeah there's a lot to choose from 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 that selection that was that was trying to think of what's engaging and what's mm -hmm. fun and what will get people involved in Rails World. So I approached uh, Buzzsprout and they were incredibly enthusiastic with the idea, incredibly enthusiastic. Right. Because one of the, as much as possible with the Rails Foundation is trying to do, like we have these four pillars that I always talk about, documentation, uh, marketing, events, and education. And what we're trying to do is with every one thing we do, we're trying to hit at least two of those pillars. Mm -hmm. So it is an event, but the podcast booth, like that's marketing for rails, right? And the videos that come out of uh, the event, that's marketing for rails. It's 211,000 mm -hmm. in, in the couple of months since rails world, 211,000 uh, views, way more impressions. And that's really, oh, really wow. important work going forward for rails. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're doing this. So every one thing has that in mind as well. Eventually I would love to see like right now we're kind of circling around our own community, Ruby and Rails mm -hmm. and Ruby and Rails. Eventually a further kind of step that I would like to see is everyone in the community going out and speaking to the broader tech community in a right. nice way about Rails to, to make it more attractive for people and for like new me. Yep. In fact, I was going to ask that because um, effectively that's what I was thinking is the people who are most interested in the talks from Rails world are already part of the crowd, right? Uh, people who listen to Ruby Rogues are already part of the crowd, right? You might you, you might get a few people who are kind of tangentially interested, or maybe they use Ruby a little bit here and there at work, but mostly they're focused on some other technology. Um, so yeah, so how do we how do we start bringing people in, right? Because yeah, ultimately that's how do I put it? Um, so when I was getting into Ruby on Rails, a lot mm -hmm. of people were joining the Rails community, right? There were there was some action around like San Francisco and the startup scene saying, hey, Ruby on Rails is the way to go. Uh, yeah. There was some action around um, this technology is innovating and moving ahead and creating a lot of the things that I think we're all hoping for out of Rails 8. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, how do we start bringing people back in? How do we start having that conversation so that people go, okay, it's not the has-been technology anymore. It it really is innovating in the appropriate ways. Yeah, I think, oh man, we could talk about this for, for hours. I have so many ideas here, but mostly <laughs> I like, I have to take a step back and give David credit for starting the foundation because a lot right. of that is why the foundation was started. And okay. it 
it's improving the documentation and making it friendly for people to read, oh, <laughs> making it friendly for people to, uh, I, I always forget that the thumbs up makes a little emoji now. So it's improving, <laughs> it's improving the documentation, making it easy and accessible. So uh -huh. I'll take a step back. Right now, the work that the Rails core is doing is to make Rails easy, simple, uh -huh. accessible, like right. everything that one person needs to, to move yep. forward. The documentation should be the same, right? It should be easy. It should be allow people to come in and find what they're looking for in, in easy speak. There should be a mm -hmm. tutorial on the website. So the education component of uh, the foundation, it should be easy to pick up and learn. We're going to create a new tutorial that's like in the works to for the next couple of months. Um, events, not just our events, but getting out into talking to to in other events like FOSDEM, right. for instance, they have a Ruby room there for the first time in a couple of years. Fantastic. Mm -hmm. Can't wait to see what they, what they have. There's only one rails talk though, but, uh -huh. and then, and then simply marketing, but also not just marketing from the rails foundation or the rails core, but building in public and seeing what other people are doing. I think, uh, do you know, Abby Flombaum based out of New York? Um, yeah. We've had him on the podcast, I think. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I, I want to say he was involved in Flatiron School, but I might yeah, be wrong I think about so. that. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So now he's building in public, and the way he does it is fantastic because he does it with enthusiasm. He shows how easy it is. He's like he's putting together an app like so quickly. I think within uh -huh. a couple of days he had a job board live, and he's just sharing his enthusiasm and he's sharing it with the world. And then I'm seeing people commenting saying, "Wow, maybe it's time I should try Rails." Maybe right. it's time to go back to Rails or Rails looks so much different than when I last left it. So it's things like this mm -hmm. that are fantastic momentum for the community. And right. I would love to see more people doing that. Yep. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I'm doing some of that, but I'm, I'm not doing the self-promo on here. <laughs> but but yeah, you know, and, and it's, 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 it is exciting. There's so much going on that you could just totally pull in and... Um, yeah, I, I really feel like back, this harks back to that one person framework idea where it's, hey, look, you know, with within a few days or a few weeks, I can spin up my my startup or I can spin yeah. up my idea. I can spin up my tool. Indeed. And, and right now, if you look at what's happening in the economy, and I think maybe this is something David even touched on once or twice. If you look at what's happening in the com economy, hundreds of thousands of layoffs, right? And you know, developers, like their ideas, people. So we have a mm -hmm. lot of developers out of work. We have a lot of developers who might have what happens after an economic downturn, right? The, right. the innovation that happens from this phase shift, and we're in a huge phase shift right now. Oh, yeah. So if we could make Rails an obvious choice, an obvious easy choice for you, now that you're out of work and you have time and you have a business idea, like this is where innovation happens. And we're at a really nice point in the economy. I know that sounds weird because we've just, we all know yeah, somebody who's laid off. Yeah, yeah. But there's, this is where opportunity happens. So all the work that Rails Core is doing, the work that the foundation is trying to do, that's just getting Rails into place that it's going to be the obvious choice for people. That's the goal, yep. I think. Yep, Absolutely. And and that's that's that space that I I want to push stuff into. I really want to self promo here, but I'm not going to do it. Do it. Um, what are you working on? Tell me. So um, I, I'm going to do it in less than a minute because this is your interview, not mine. Okay. 
Um, but I talked to Daniel Kehoe. Some people might remember him from Rails Apps. Um, right. And uh, he owned the domain Rails Composer, railscomposer.com. And uh, it used to be a tool that would help you set up your Rails app. It would ask you questions and then it would put the appropriate tool in. Um, what I'm putting together is I want it to be the one-person framework, but I want it to be the one-person SaaS framework. And so I'm working on building out engines that people can simply plug in and then hook into hooks and APIs. So that, for example, let's say one of the apps that I've wanted to build as a SaaS is something that helps podcasters with their guests and guest flow. Cool. So the part I want to build is the guest and guest flow. I don't want to build the Stripe integrations. I don't want to build the user management. I don't want to build the permissions APIs. I don't want to build all that stuff out, right? And so I want to give people pieces that they can slot in and within 20 minutes have running so that all those pieces go away. You know, I don't want to manage user profiles. I don't want to have to figure out how to let somebody else manage their user profile. It just does it, right? Um, and then some of the marketing pieces as well. So if you want a blog or a podcast or um, you know, send email campaigns or things like that, you can build all that into your app just by pulling in some of these engines. So that's what I'm working on. No biggie. Like <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's exactly what I mean. Like developers are ideas people. And yeah, I think it's so inspiring to see like that you have, you have the, you have the idea and you have the skills and a lot of people yeah. out in the world are bumping around with this idea with no idea how to make it. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of one of the best things about working for this community, developers in general, but the Rails and the Ruby community specifically. The enthusiasm is fantastic. Absolutely. So I have to ask then, given the current climate, because we talked a little about that and where things are, um, are are things growing? Are they shrinking? Is it hard to tell? Because people keep asking, you know, are we getting bigger? Are we getting smaller? You know, and a lot of people see percentages, but I don't think people see raw numbers. It's hard to get raw numbers in open source, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> so we we released the job board um, back in November, at the end of yep. November. And it's shocking. Like, I just keep, like, looking at the names of companies, thinking I'm going to see, like, the same couple of companies pop up. But it's just one company after another, after another, after another, right. after another. And some surprising ones. And there's a lot out there that I I know aren't yet using the rails job board like this is kind Mm -hmm. of my litmus test you know like companies are out there so i'm trying to keep track of everything to get an idea of how what is what is our number out there and how do we measure something like that but it's not so straightforward i wish there was like a something to go by but even like github that goes by ruby and not rails so it's really hard to tell yeah and the other thing that i see is that um some of these languages are growing for different reasons right so you have like Python that's growing in the machine learning and data science space, right? And yeah. then, and so they pick up a lot of people because it's a hot market. And then, you know, the Ruby on Rails, or Ruby in particular, you know, it 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 grows a little slower. And so the the slice of the pie that it gets, I guess, so shows that it's shrinking. But when I go to events, when I go talk to people, I don't feel like the community is getting smaller. I still feel like it's expanding. It just may not be expanding as fast, but I don't have any way of verifying that. And so I was wondering if you did. No. And you know, a couple of, I think a couple of months ago, because I was so sick of this rails is dying conversation that I keep mm-hmm. seeing. So I went and I Googled like just a couple of languages off the top of my head. Is Python dying? Is Django dying? Is JavaScript dying? Mm-hmm. And like, of course, this conversation is happening across the board. There are a lot of options and people are worried that they're hitching their horse to the wrong wagon. You know, that like 
down the line, my horse is going to die and I'm going to be stuck on this road. And I made the, made the wrong choice, but really it's, we need to stop having this conversation because mm-hmm. no languages are dying. They're all moving yeah. forward, I think. Yeah. And if we stop kind of saying it and putting that out in the world, Israel's dying is the same as Rails is dying that when you put that out there, right? Right. Just a little bit. No, I agree. The other thing is, is that I see that a lot of the skills that I pick up in Ruby on Rails, uh, they're they're kind of fungible, right? I can I can take them and I can pick up React or pick up python or pick up whatever fairly quickly right it there's some nuance to it there are some ideas that that exist there that aren't here that i have to learn but for the most part right i I can pick that up pretty quickly so yeah i I agree with you i think it's the wrong conversation to have even if it's a valid concern and And i I don't know that it's a valid concern yeah no because like if you if you google every single language is dying and as we know that's not the case because it's not like tech is dying Right. But I I was just on um, a Lewagon webinar thing. That's the boot camp uh-huh. that I went to. And right. I can tell that a lot of boot camps are unwilling to put front and forward what program language they speak. Because the first thing a student will do is go and say, like, is this a good programming language? And right. just what I said before, whatever you're Googling, you're going to find out that it's dying. So says mm-hmm. the Internet. So right. I've noticed that they're not like they're not saying we teach you Ra- Ruby and we teach you Rails, and the other ones like aren't saying that about Python. It's just we teach you web development, and it's very broad terms. And then mm-hmm. on the call, they said it's because those skills are transferable. Right. So an interesting thing for us then for this bootcamp segment is to capture those students who are coming out and give them the space, like give them the jobs, mm-hmm. give them the space, make them a part of the community deeper so that they don't feel like they need to switch to python or something else like that and vice versa getting people in from other languages and and like this is how you learned it in python but this is how you can do it in rails and the pros and cons there Mm -hmm. it's fun challenges yeah absolutely um so what's what's next for the foundation we are currently working so those four uh pillars that i Uh talked about documentation um education, I'll say it until I blew in the face, but then I forget it, events and marketing. I can uh-huh. say now that we have kind of like a big project in the air for all of those. So uh-huh. the biggest thing on my plate right now is helping, We've I've just put the documentation team together. So they're really going to pour across the current documentation and just start refreshing it, mm-hmm. working with what's there, understanding what's missing and filling in the gaps. Oh, and that then, would be so great. Yeah, I mean, the documentation's so, good, but sometimes, yeah. Yeah, well, I struggled with it when I was learning. So there's, mm-hmm. in addition to like the technical side and making sure everything is covered, I'm kind of going across what everybody's writing and making it friendlier right. for a net new beginner. Like the, the people like mm-hmm. me a year and a half ago who were like, wait, wait, wait a second, I speak English, but this isn't English. This is, right. I actually had to Google certain words and just making mm-hmm. a little bit more friendly the context. Right. So that's out. We have a, a UX designer who's working on the look and feel of the guide. So that should be refreshed uh, within oh, nice. the next couple months. Yeah, that'll be cool. We're going to make it like a little bit more modern looking. And then we're working with somebody who's going to create a new tutorial right now in the getting started with Rails section of the documentation. You install and then you 
work through Rails by making a blog. Right. We're going to redo that in this one tutorial that can expand and possibly have video tutorials to go along with it. So documentation projects are up and running. Education projects are about to get started. The event in Toronto is happening. So the CFP is coming. I'm looking for sponsors now. And marketing in general, we have more um, social media posts going out. We have the videos. We're going to try to put some effort into YouTube and creating content there. Because I think that's going back to one of the things you said, how can we attract new people? It's aligning. For instance, I was going through Rails World Talks. We have a PWA talk about Rails World. We have Mm -hmm. um, Adam Wathen with Tailwind. So Mm -hmm. I think these are like well-watched and rated talks. So by aligning Rails with some of these topics that are big in tech right now, like we can reach out to people on social media and then they serendipitously come across it. It's suggested on YouTube by the Mm -hmm. algorithm. And that's how we can slowly spread a little bit outside of our own little community. Got a lot of thoughts, Chuck. Did you know I had a lot of thoughts? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so exciting. (laughs) Um. Well, I think I've asked all the questions I had. Is is there anything else you want to make sure people know about? Or um, no, that's pretty much it. Like those are our big initiatives. The CFP is coming. I mean, mm-hmm. it's CFP season. I was just talking to yeah. on the friendly show. We've got. I didn't do a, a count, but as far as all those Ruby conferences around the world, we have like two hundred plus speaking spots for people. So I think. Right depending on where you want to go and what story you have to tell, I think it's a really good year for submitting a CFP if anybody is kind of on the fence and at least trying mm-hmm. to get a speaking slot this year, including at Rails World. Cool. Well, I'll just encourage people to go check that out. They can find it all at rubyonrails.com or .org, right? Yeah, from there. All right. Good deal. Well, we'll go ahead and wrap up. Uh, thanks again, Amanda. This was awesome. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right, folks, we'll end it here. Till next time, Max out.